What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 12, probably, I don't know, of the podcast. Um, We had John on last week, which was pretty cool. But now we are just back to the three of us today. Um, We're going to be doing some NFL predictions for you guys today. And then, as always, our winners, losers, morons, and all that. Um, What's the big news happening today? I guess the Kyrie Irving trade was finalized. Um, Liam, how you feeling there as the Celtics fan? I'm feeling pretty good about the trade. It looks like um, Isaiah Thomas is going to be out until at least the All-Star break, so that's pretty good for the Celtics. And they gave up. Is that true? Yeah, his hip's not looking good, and I think that was a big reason why they moved him. And then they also gave up like a second-round pick from the Lakers, I believe, so I'm not really worried about that as the extra compensation. I overall think they will. Like I said on the last podcast, once they have him signed back, I think the Celtics have won that deal. Um, right. But until then, right now, I, I would say the Cavs win. But, I mean, you know, depending on, you know, IT's injury. So, I mean, that could be bad for them, too. So, Right. And um, like, um, on another note, though. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're, no, go ahead. I was going to say uh, they, had a, they had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward in a press conference yesterday. <laughs> and Kyrie shaved his beard and he looked kind of weird, though. So, I'm going yeah, to go ahead and jump on the, the Grow Your Beard Back campaign, Kyrie. Yep. I would probably second that one. Um, yeah, I'm also actually looking so, at a picture of it right now, and it kind of looks it looks weird. Yep. I also saw, like, Kyrie Irving said that he actually had tried to recruit Gordon Hayward to the Cavaliers, and then I think Hayward said, and then LeBron came back, and, like, it was all all done, like, Basically, he ruined the Cavaliers' chances to get Gordon Hayward, which I think is kind of a funny way of looking at things. But yeah, like, that's yeah. definitely one thing to look. And mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of the Celtics fans and people are like questioning loyalty and all of that. But at the end right. of the day, it is a business, and you have to do what you need to do to make your franchise better for the future. Yep. I mean, the, maybe the way it went down, maybe they should have told IT first, sat him down and discussed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like they they probably owed him that. Um, but at the end of the well. day, it, it is a it is a business, and you know you got it. Ainge was just doing what he thought would make the Celtics a you know more competitive team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. But like, <laughs> I think something else that we're probably not too far away from seeing is Kyrie Irving claiming that like he can do the same type of stuff with Gordon Hayward as he could with LeBron, which I think is going to be pretty funny to see. And then it's going to lead to a very fun opening night game. Well, honestly, like I am so excited for this series all year long. Honestly, that trade made the East so exciting because Mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, it's going to be those two in the finals, I think. I mean, the Wizards may sneak in. Who knows? But I don't, I don't really think so. Mm-hmm. Um, we're yet to see how the Cavs have, we're gonna, are going to play chemistry-wise this year without Kyrie. I, don't, who, I, don't, I mean, with IT out, who's going to be their starting point guard? 
Derrick Rose. It's going to have to be. Yeah, Derrick Rose. <laughs> well, I guess it remains to be seen what D. Rose can do because he wasn't great in New York system last year. But then again, New York has a habit of ruining people's yeah, careers. Yeah, I was going to say, New York system isn't anything special. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so yeah, it's going to be. I have something to say there. Well, if, if Derrick Rose, like, you know, so gets even close to back where he was with the Bulls, it could be, if, it could be interesting, you know? I mean, I don't think he will, but I suppose All right, that's so. So, that's but guys, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion. With with, let's say it can't play until the All Star break. Let's say he can't play this season. Let's say he has to get another surgery or something. Who do you mm-hmm. if with it not in the Cavs rock on the lineup? Who do you think's a better team? With well, him not there, awful. I would say yeah. Probably let's say Boston. he he can't play. I mean, who do you, who do you think's better? Who do you think wins the East? Definitely Boston. Definitely Boston as well. Without time. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, any team with a Brown is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Thomas is out for a significant amount of time, like you just said. The Cavs aren't just going to and wait for him to come back. They're, I right. feel like they're going to try to get someone mm-hmm. or do it at the end of the year last year and try to sign as many free agents as they can to see who can gel, mm-hmm. like how they did this year with Darren Williams. And who's the one who got hurt? Bogut? Yeah. Bogut got hurt. Yeah. Like his first I mean, yeah, there's 10 not seconds of playing for the team. There. But maybe they can go out there and try to get a Yogi Ferrell, how he right. was a no-name when he was switching teams from Brooklyn and stuff, and now he's on the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And he has an identity now. And if you play with LeBron, you basically have an identity. He can make you yeah. better just being on the court with him because he can tell no. something to you. Maybe they can find somebody like that. I mean, the Cavs definitely in <laughs> now with this. Liam, stop laughing. And no, 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 I'm not laughing. I, I just like read something pretty interesting kind of to interrupt you here. But um, so one thing that's going to be a constant topic of discussion this season is whether LeBron is going to stay in Cleveland after this year, whether he's going to sign back. And right now, the only two players I can think of, you know, that would possibly, if Cleveland can acquire them, possibly make LeBron stay. Two of those players both, both belong to the, to the Pelicans. Okay. (laughs) And I'm reading a Zach Lowe article here where he is saying that, if Anthony Davis becomes available and the Celtics' eyes are very much trained on him, Boston would be able to throw a package more compelling than just about anyone else's. Kyrie, literally, I mean, who, who wouldn't? If, if you're Anthony Davis, you're all for this trade. If you stick Anthony Davis in that Boston lineup, and we talked about this a little bit last week, they are just as good as the Warriors, in my opinion. I'm not going to lie. Like, they, they, that is the deepest team. They might, dude, they would that be team is the closest stacked. team. I wouldn't go that far, but I think the they would be the closest The one thing that's going to hold team. them back from being better than the Warriors is chemistry. And what the Warriors have right now is their chemistry is basically, I think, the best that I've ever seen on a basketball team. Because they can take anyone and get them involved. San Antonio of late 2012 probably has them beat. Oh, maybe, but... Yeah. The way that they can move the ball, they have a lot of good players. I mean... I've actually said for, like, a long time that I do think the Warriors' chemistry will eventually dissolve, and that will be the thing that actually breaks up that super team. But 
as for right now, it's definitely looking very good. Um, no one's thinking I I'm like a superstar. I want the ball more, and I think that that will happen again. But as of right now, it has not, and I would say it'll probably be Clay Thompson who does that. But that's just one prediction. Oh, yeah, and so didn't show up. What? Yeah, like, and I. Oh, sorry, Lynn. I was just going to say, when you stick a bunch of score, scorers in a lineup like that, I feel like after time, frustration begins to build. Like, like, and, and at the end of the day, like, some of those personalities they have there are just kind of volatile. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have, there's a lot of ego on the Warriors. And I think sometimes the first year, it may be good. They, they really put it together this year. But I, I look for things to hopefully start faltering a little bit in Golden State. Right. And, you know, um, do you want to finish up your point about DeMarcus Cousins, too? I assume yeah, well, that's who it was. It probably wasn't uh, Quincy Pondexter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Cousins would boogie would be a big move for, for Cleveland. But at the end of the day, I don't think, I mean, they, the Pelicans could move both of them. But I don't, and, and actually, I think a boogie trade is more likely than an AD trade. But at the end of the day, I mean, they have they stand they stand the risk of losing both of them. So right. if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm going to trade him before I can get him for nothing. And the Celtics have more picks and, and stockpiled assets than anybody. They, I mean, that's the thing that's that's that might send LeBron out of Cleveland is that the Celtics can offer a better tr- any a better trade in any situation in Cleveland for anybody. Right. Like like at the end of the day, like I'm looking I'm still looking at this estimation article and. First, all right. So I mean, it's it's the, they said you know for starters, Boston has both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to start a conversation for a package. They also right. own the rights to the Lakers' first round pick in 2018, as long as it lands between the picks number two to five. So that means if the pick lands at either number one or number five or below number five, Ainge gets his pick of the more favorable favorable of the Kings or the 76ers' first round picks. That means they'll have, like, three or four first-round picks in the next couple of years that they can trade. Right. Um, and they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And they have Terry Rozier, Sammy Ojale, Aaron Baines. They could also throw in Al Horford if they Aaron wanted to match Baines. a contract. So they have a lot of assets that they can move, and I think the Celtics are just going to get better and better. Okay. All right, um... We should probably start to transition into our winner, loser, moron segment of of this week. Um, who wants to start? Connor, do you want to start? All right. In one second. How about having Lane start? Because I'm still right. trying to get out on this. Connor's trying to to open up his package of cat food over there. So, Liam, if you want to start, you can go ahead. With my winner? Yep. Um... So, I kind of have, like, a, a weird winner here in a little bit of a way, but I like sure. the Arizona Diamondbacks and what they've done recently. Um, so, this is a team that really started out the year with kind of a question mark above their heads because they had had a great – I mean, the year before, they were predicted to make the playoffs. They faltered completely. Shelby Miller completely just did not live up to his expectation, and he still hasn't. Um, and they gave up a pretty big package for – to uh, you know Atlanta to make that deal happen, 
And this year, they're just, I mean, the Dodgers are getting all the attention and the hype. But Arizona is having a really good year. And they just took, I believe, three in a row from the Dodgers. Their starting rotation, their starting rotation in a playoff series might, you know, line up with the best of them right now. You know, they're pretty deep. Their bullpen might be their question mark. Their offense is outstanding. Goldschmidt, I mean, J.D. Martinez, uh, Chris Owings. I mean, Pollock, it's just so deep. And... I look for them. They've won seven in a row. They're currently sitting second um, in the NL West at 76 and uh, 76 and 58. Three and a half games up from the Colorado Rockies, who are also you know pretty good. But, I mean, they've won seven in a row. And I look, if they get into a playoff series, and they're going to be a wild card team, I, I think they can take over. I think they can be the Dodgers. I really do. I, I yeah. agree with that completely. In this series, I've actually been saying that for like a long time that I think the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks do have a decent chance. Liam, you well, I mean, I look, I, know. I look at it this way. I mean, so game one is going to be Kirsch. I mean, well, depending on the wild, I mean, the wild card game. It depends on who they throw the wild card game, but you know, Kurt, all right. So let's say they throw Granky in the wild card game. Okay, then the first game they get the Dodgers. Kershaw versus Robbie Ray. Obviously, Kershaw gets the edge, but I'm not going to sit here and say that that game can't be won by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Robbie Ray is having a top ten NL pitcher season right now. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. a stud. Then you go to you know, then you go, then you keep going, and then you get like you know Alex Wood, or you, you get you Darvish for the Dodgers, and you'll get you know Zach Godley or Taiwan Walker. I mean, both of those guys are having very, very respectable seasons. Godley's actually been very, very good this year. I mean, right. as a number three guy. Um, and, and the Dodgers have showed that they can't win in the playoffs. They have a young manager who really doesn't have any playoff experience. I mean, not that the Diamondbacks have any playoff experience. But I, I, think, I think lineup for lineup, the Dodgers are going to get all this hype, but they're playing a little hurt. I mean, they, they have a couple of guys that are healthy. Bellinger's been hurt. Seager's been hurt. Isn't that the time? Yeah, and the Diamondbacks, their lineup's deep with vets. Like, they're good. Like, they're very, very good. So, I think the I Dodgers are my winner for this week. If I have to say one thing about that, is I definitely see Paul Goldschmidt being an MVP candidate in a high one, too. I mean, the turnaround from last year to this year from the Arizona Diamondbacks' point of view, getting back AJ Pollock after he was hurt more than half the season last year, acquiring J.D. Martinez, having Peralta, Lamb, and a pretty good pitching staff that's on paper not really as shown as you think it is. Yeah. isn't that bad either. I mean, I, Fernando Rodney's having a bounce back here in their bullpen, too. He's having a pretty solid year. And, uh, yeah, I, that, in this, like, this week of L.A., definitely had playoff hype behind it. And I definitely see, like, I think the have pretty much lost all of their, like, momentum a little bit. They're still a very well-rounded team. I just don't feel that they're a, like a, a caliber team to go far in the playoffs. I mean, also, here's a question, too. If for say, the standings stay the same, Dodgers win, and it's Arizona and Colorado in the wildcard game, who do you pitch if you're Arizona? Because if you think Arizona's going to win and move on, well, you throw your best pitcher in a wild card game, so they're gonna throw Grinky. It'll be Grinky versus like John Gray, and it's gonna be well, I mean, dude. Come on, yeah. Let's, the, well, like, Colorado's talking. great, but they just don't Their have their offense rotation. is great, and with Greg Holland faltering a little bit, it's not good. Right. Well, then when do you have Grinky pitching the uh, 
NLDS. Game three, game four. Game three. Yeah. One of those three. games. Um, one thing that I do think that the Dodgers absolutely have on on the Diamondbacks is the back end of the rotation. I think Rich Hill, um, we all saw that, uh, like, what, two, one week ago probably, that game where he actually should have thrown a perfect game, but um, he ended up not only losing that because of his teammates, but he also got the loss, which is just absolutely unacceptable for any team especially one that has like 90 wins in the end of august so back i don't know why i'm back in the ballet here but you're not gonna have good games every single day well yeah no yeah Yeah. i mean that's happening probably that's gonna be the only time we're gonna see that maybe a decade Mm mm-hmm they're just going to throw a uh, no-hitter through 10 innings and then just don't just Okay, can I, just, can, I, can I interrupt you for one sec? You can. I am so off topic, but I'm watching the Orioles game live right now. The umpires are getting out of hand, dude. They just they throw are. anybody out in back talks. They just threw Adam Jones out. I haven't seen Adam Jones get ejected from a game in like four years, dude. He never, ever talks. Like yep. he's, I mean, he's a he's a vet. He's a respected vet. He always speaks his mind, but he's like not. He's not. He's not a jerk. Like he has not have a bad reputation to getting ejected. This umpire is just like he disputes for the call, which was an awful call, and the umpires throw him out in two seconds. Of course, this guy's got the wristbands on too. He's like, you know, this young umpire is going to stand against against players bullying them. If you make a bad call, I'm going to yell at you. It's just how it works, dude. If you make a crappy call that changes the outcome, I'm going to get mad at you. He's wearing these big fat yellow wristbands, tough guy over here. But that was my little rant for that because it's just getting ridiculous. The umpire. Literally, you're—I mean—you're forming like a union for getting bullied. Are you five? Seriously, Jesus! You're grown men. Act like it. Well, rant of the week. All right. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, I remember. Um, I was saying Rich Hill and Alex Wood, uh, the four or five starters for. I think I was just going to end it by saying every team is. Yeah, I mean, this thing that we're witnessing that we actually are not witnessing, but witness. Right. It's it's only time we've seen in the next ten decades. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't even know why he was still in the game at the time. I think after the nine innings, we take him out. We bring in a reliever who's fresh, even though he's throwing complete game, complete game no hitter right now. I mean. I think you just take it because I think that was idiotic out of favor of Robert's argument. And it, I, don't, I don't know if I'm right here, but was that when their slide started happening after that game? Uh, about that time, I'd say probably. But like, not only that game, really. I'm pretty sure he won Pitcher of the Month for July, I want to say. Um, and he's like their... Four starter, Alex Wood starts off ten and now he has fantastic season. I think that that's really like the one place where the Dodgers have a huge advantage over any other team. 
the Diamondbacks right, right now, because just, the lineups just, for both teams are fantastic. But and they both have their aces. They have solid two, three starters. But when you get to the back end, there's a very clear advantage there for the LA Dodgers. That's probably the end of it. Um, yeah, and Kershaw comes back tonight, so yeah, that's going to be something to watch, too. Yep. Liam, do you want to... Yeah. Do you want to go on to the loser of the week? Um, my loser of the week is going to probably be LeVar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done this before. I think we've all done this before. The guy is turning into Chris Kardashian, okay? <laughs> Literally, his family's getting a reality show. And it's gonna be like keeping up with the Kardashians, except they all play basketball instead of start their own makeup lines or make pornos. Okay. <laughs> I just thought so, maybe they're maybe the show name will be keeping up with the balls. <laughs> but anyways, so high school student Lamelo Ball apparently is getting his own line of sneakers that cost three hundred and ninety-five dollars. Okay. And anyone who can't afford $400 garbage-made sneakers apparently is, quote, not a big baller. all these in Jay-Z is like, oh, LeVar Ball's supporting black business. He really has a vision. I respect it. And, all, and, it's, and it's almost, like, kind of so contradictory because they're supporting black business, but a lot of these young kids who... These young African-American kids who want to play basketball and look up to guys like the Balls, none of them are going to be able, I mean, not to say no to them, but a lot of them are not going to be able to afford $400 sneakers. That's just the name of the game. I can't afford $400 sneakers. Like, like, and it's just like, kind of like, I mean, come on, man. Like, you're really going to, you're going to charge anyone. You're going to set up a standard where you're, you're going to charge $400 for sneakers and any, and any child who can't buy them is now labeled as a non- not a big baller. That's a pretty good message to set for the young children of the, of the world in America. Mm-hmm. And and one more thing I, w- I kind of want to comment is that he is a Lamelo's about to lose potentially lose his eligibility to play college basketball at UCLA because he's selling sneakers. Now it's not, now it's not that I like, and I kind of disagree with the, the like the law that you know college players can't make money in like I mean they can make oh, money. The NCAA, job, like, the NCAA is realistically like the federal bank on level of sketch. They're just like trying to make money and you know working these people like slaves. Because literally, like these these athletes work pretty much full time jobs in the NCAA. This mysterious group of like individuals just makes so much money, and there's all like they like run the games and like they charge people to get in and like who 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 did you to be like like who was like you know what let's start an organization and we'll play for them and they'll make money off us and we can't make any money doing it. It's like what like how does that how does that work? Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's insane. Oh no, that's on topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, 
I feel like what else is there to be said about him at this point that hasn't already been said? Yeah, like he's killing his kids' chances. He's he's just uh, he's not good. That's <laughs> what I find funny about this too is uh, so Alonzo has a shoe and Lamelo has a shoe. Where is Leandro? He's, no, getting, he's getting his own line yeah. later because he's the he's like the middle child and. and He's like apparently not important to his father. <laughs> dude, dude, like I swear, he does not matter to like Lamar in any way, shape, and form. He's basically like, like Tyrion Lannister. Kind of. Yeah. Like, except he's taller. like Peyton Manning and Eli's brother, Cooper Manning. <laughs> Cooper Manning. <laughs> nah, honestly, yeah. Cooper, if you're out there listening, I love you, bro. <laughs> Do you, man? Do you, Coop? All right. Who's your moron of the week? <laughs> oh, no. so, my moron of the week oh, we is anyone who buys Lamello's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I already gave you my argument, so I'm not going to go back and like cite it again, but if you buy his shoes, literally, I hate you. End of story. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Connor, do you want to go next? Yeah, I will. Um, um, oh, boy. Games a little bit. Uh, my winner of the week has to be the Sean Kaiser. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has to be who? You cut out a bit. Uh, the Sean Kaiser. Okay. Uh, yes, he won the starting quarterback job on the Cleveland Browns. And when you usually talk about the Cleveland Browns, it's not very... Um, impressive work we're talking about, but Optimistic. it's very hard coming into a training camp and winning the starting quarterback job as a rookie. I mean, yes, it's, I mean, other quarterbacks have done it before, but the Browns did go 4-0 in the preseason, which oh boy. is shocking, but it is the preseason, so no one really cares about it. But his stats weren't that bad. Uh, he passed uh, for his pass percentage was fifty-one percent. It's not very good at a quarterback, but I mean, he beat out Osweiler and Corey Kessler, and it's saying Brock Osweiler was going to be dropped and caught by Cleveland, which his career just gone downhill, and. I just feel like he is—he and Miles Garrett are going to turn this team around, but it's not going to be this year. And I think that the Browns actually made a couple of good picks for once in the draft, and mm-hmm. their front office gets a lot of credit here too. Even though Miles Garrett before was joking about joining the Dallas Cowboys and having the Cowboys trade check from Cleveland, but I feel like Miles Garrett and. The Sean Kaiser are going to be the ability blocks of this team in offense and defense along with Joe Thomas. So, I mean, this team is definitely, I feel it's going to be on the rise. They're not going to do that well this year. I can actually think they're going to get more than three wins this year, which is very shocking. Not Browns-like. It's not very Browns-like. And both, I think, going to have a good time this year. They have a lot of good talent on this roster. It's just going to take time for them to feel that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have 
a comment there. I think yeah, I mean, it's the Browns, wrap so. it up it's not, really. Like yeah. it's the Browns. They'll probably get like what five wins, maybe four. Yeah, it's better than they get most of the time, and like they'll be better eventually. But that's that's just how it is. I mean, there's definitely teams that I would take less than them this season, which isn't usually yeah. the case. So, I mean. They're doing something like moderately right at this point, I guess. Are you on the Yeah, yeah. My loser, which is kind of going to be, it's kind of a winner, but it's still more a loser, is yesterday with the Los Angeles Angel, Angel, Angels. Jeez. Uh, they were doing yesterday on the waiver deadline by trading Maven to acquire Justin Upton, which really just hurts them. Two separate more. trades, to clarify. Yeah, two separate trades. Uh, as they brought in uh, Justin Upton from the Tigers, and they gave up the pitching prospect there from a uh, staff that's already very depleted and not much pitching there. Right. And then tossing Maven in another trade to the Astros to make them better. Uh, I just don't see what the Angels were doing. I mean, I understand they're trying to get Mike Trout in the playoffs and more of their team in the playoffs, but they really need to focus on getting a pitching a pitcher. Like, mm-hmm. I understand why they want to focus more on developing the pitcher they gave off. Do you know who that was? I'm sorry. What was his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But he was like, I, feel, I think he was one of the top prospects. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're trading prospects to two prospects when they're already having a problem pitching themselves. So, like, like, at this point, I don't know who their ace is. So, I mean, I just feel that the Angels just loaded up on Justin Upton's contract and... I mean, yes, he's better than Maven and all but I, I, I just don't think, think it's trades, these two trades that they made are going to help them in the future. Right. No, yeah, I'm feeling that one for sure. Um, you know, we, we should probably uh, put, put the majority of the time today into our NFL prediction, so let's just keep going through with the opening segment here if you want to finish up. Well, my mind's pretty much gone where I was going to be able to throw the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I covered it. Yeah, basically. I mean, I think he's the moron of the week because he comes out with a shoe for a when he's still in high school. Mm-hmm. And I read an article on Bleacher Report today where it said, like William said, that the shoe might cost eligibility to go to college and play basketball at UCLA. And the LeVar comes out and says, that's fair. If he doesn't play, he doesn't play. Which, yeah, he's just, like, literally turning into Chris Kardashian. And, like, like going back to, like, what I said about, like, Black Prisoners. Like, like, what if he gets hurt? Like, this is what somebody always says to somebody who's an athlete who's good. Like, you always have to, you need something to fall back on. If, right. Shows, if he doesn't go to college to put basketball and get an education somehow, if he gets hurt, if he, like, I don't even know what he does, but if he severely gets hurt, he's not going to have anything to fall back on. 
And his father doesn't care about that. Like, I would put school more in front of, like, sports, but, like, obviously LeBron's going to be the father here and just go, oh, he's going to be a sports star. He's going to be an MVP in the NBA and everything. I mean, that's just poor parenting. Yeah. And, like, I want to kind of go back. I kind of want to go back to what I said about about black business and the comments Jay-Z said, like, you know, how LeVar is, like, a man, he's a man of black business. But, like, like sure. he's really not. Like, if, if in my in my opinion, you look at a guy like Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, who is a, is, a, is a phenomenal musician, and he goes out of his way to make sure the fans get his music. Whether it's, like, and it's, and it's no, kind of noted that artists don't make that much off SoundCloud. Or artists don't make that much as much off iTunes and other things. Streaming services, you know, yeah. And, and, and he, he doesn't have a record label, but he goes he goes out of his way to get Wait, his, hold his on. music to the fans. Hold on. He, what? He's not signed? He, Chance the Rapper huh? isn't signed? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm if one, Dude, if one more label tries to stop him... I uh, didn't know that at all. It's going to go down, so... <laughs> no, this but, is news so, I mean, me. so this is a guy who goes out of his way to get the music to his fans in, in, in cheap, affordable ways. LeVar Ball and Jay-Z... Jay-Z goes out of his way to try and... This is a guy who, like, you know, came up from nothing, and now he's going to go out of his way to start his own title music, like, you know, streaming thing, and charge people literally insane amounts to get his music. Okay, Jay-Z, and you already have more money than God, dude. Jay-Z and Beyonce are the biggest posers of all time. They don't do anything for the community. They're, like, they're just like, oh, too. literally just like, I don't like either of them. No. Going back to... Going back to LeVar Ball, what is, what is he doing? He's doing the same thing. He's charging, I mean, and obviously he's not going to be able to compete with prices of, of Nike and, like, you know, big corporations. And I totally understand that. But $400 for a sneaker? Who's going to be able to afford that, really? Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, moving on to me. The winner of the week for me, got to go to Reese Hoskins. Of the Phillies, who has just been killing the ball. Like, this is the year of the rookie, for sure. Uh, we saw it in the first half with Judge, um, and then not in these past couple months at all, but we have seen it with Cody Bellinger. Devers. Um, yeah, that's true. Rafael Devers has been doing well. Ben Attendee. Don't leave my well. man Mancini out, dude. Yeah, he's doing well also. And then, of course, now Hoskins homered in probably, what, eight, nine straight games or something. Um, And, you know, for a team like the Phillies, who really doesn't have too much of a farm system outside of, like, J.P. Crawford and the guy they picked this year. I can't remember his name right now. Um, I mean, it's... It has to be very promising, to say the least, for this team because you know they they've been seen as a team who doesn't have too much of a future at this point, and then this kid is coming out playing like a superstar, and I don't know, gives you hope maybe. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the winner of the week for me. Should I? Should I like keep going or? Yeah, I don't want. Sure. Um, the loser for me is Jermaine Curse, who 
had the opportunity to, well, it's not really his fault he got traded, but he was playing for the Seattle Seahawks, who is, they have a chance to to win it all this year. They're like one of the top teams in the league. He was looking like the number two, um, and he got traded to the Jets, who might not win a game. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel that. Um, and then the moron of the week for me has to go to, and actually, the moron of the life, shout out Kanye, has to go to Goodell for, you know, it was announced like, what, a month ago that Zeke would be suspended for six games. Everyone was like, wow, that's that's very harsh. I guess it's good to see the NFL finally cracking down on domestic violence after, like, Ray Rice got two games. Uh, Greg Hardy had a future in the NFL, and, you know, they're saying, okay, finally somebody gets a decent punishment. It's since been, been found out that not only is there strong doubt over Elliott's guilt here, but um, also that the NFL's top uh, investigator, I think, said that he shouldn't have been suspended at all. And he told this to Goodell, who then says, oh, OK, top professional in your field. I I hear you here. And then goes out and says six games for Zeke, which I mean, that, that's not fair. Like, that's. That's a very quick and not thought-out suspension in my mind. And Ezekiel Elliott is now suing the NFL over this, which I think is definitely the right call. Reasonable. Um, yeah, absolutely reasonable. And I, mean, I just, wouldn't be surprised to see Goodell come out as the loser here. The guy is an idiot. He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He has no business being in that office. No. Time after time, his rulings and his like just like sliminess and contractual things with the NFL. He's just a, a literal snake. Yeah. And apparently, he's gonna get extended in the NFL now. I just heard he might get his contract might get extended. It did get extended. And. Um, so we, we, the future's bright in the NFL for this guy giving out. He just, I feel like at this point he literally just comes out. He's like, you know what? You did this. I'm just going to take a number out of a hat and match your suspension. Because yep. there's no <laughs> Like literally. I mean, dude, just get it together. Get this guy out. And let's get someone in who actually cares. Like someone who's actually going to, you know, make positive changes instead of just being a snake. No, dude, it's just like time after time again, the heads of every 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 business, it seems like, are just snaky, slimy businessmen. It's just getting old at this point, dude. I mean, if the courts found something to charge Ezekiel Elliott with then just saying, oh, you're, you're suspicious that you did this, I'm just going to hand you a six-team suspension. Like, mm-hmm. like, dude, I think this year... I literally didn't do anything wrong. I never got charged for anything. I never... I'm not even... I, He's in court now for it. Like mm-hmm. everything that no like what's I don't know, there's no like timetable, no like jurisdiction of like him committing this crime of hitting his ex girlfriend when he was at Ohio State. I mean, she's just trying to get under his skin 
and trying to ruin his NFL career. I'm pretty sure Elliot even came out and said in the past that she was she told him that she was going to try to ruin his career. And right, word and is going to just say six game suspension. Here you go. I mean. And if you guys had to choose, who are the two most notable, recognized owners in the NFL? Jerry Jones and probably Kraft. Okay, and who has Robert Goodell literally just gone out of his way to just, like, like, like mess, yep. mess with in the last two years? Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely feel that. Like, also, this guy um, is yeah. so dumb, dude. It's, it's astounding. And yeah. I think this year, I think this year, I think he makes right around the same amount of money that Le'Veon Bell will make. That, that, should, that should say something. Oh, yeah. Speaking about Le'Veon Bell, did you guys see that he acquired the Dairy Queen? What? Yeah. Okay. I also want to clarify here, like, we were saying something about, like, um, Zeke didn't do it and, like, the woman's just trying to ruin his life. Um, that's not something that we commonly think. Like we obviously find domestic violence, sexual assault, like all of those kind of things to be very, very serious inquiries that need to be taken more seriously than they, they are or ever have been. And I know that some of the things that we were saying about it today probably contradict that and seem like the points of some people who we really don't associate ourselves with but it's really just this case only that there is pretty significant proof that this woman is out to get Ezekiel Elliott Um, there's no evidence that he actually did it which is why we can for this case only Make those comments, but again, that's not something that I mean, if he was like round guilty by a judge, by a judge that he did anything. Uh-huh. Yes, you give him a suspension because that is not correct, and that's the right thing to do. Sixteen, first of all, is an outrageous. No, it's not. For no, I meant for this. Like right now, right now for this. But hear me yes. out, dude. This is the United States of America, and everyone has the right to a fair trial. And we know that. That's how our country is. That's how our country is built. But at the end of the day, it, here's how I think it should be. I think it should be until he is proven guilty by a judge, he should be allowed to suit off and partake in his in his usual duties. But until a ju- uh, an actual judge comes through and says he's guilty, he should be allowed to do whatever he needs to do in the NFL. Once the judge slams down the gavel and says, you're guilty, he should not be allowed to sit up for the rest of the season. Hitting women is a pretty serious crime. This guy is an NFL football player, and if he's, he feels the need to hit a woman, he's not really a man. Okay? He, and he should not be, he should, it should be a full year suspension. He should not be allowed to sit up that year if they hit a female, and that's just how I feel. Yep. I'm completely with you there. All right. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm speaking of, yep. Speaking of the NFL, we should probably move into our predictions. We're going to go through each division, our wild card picks, and who we think is going to win that conference, as well as the MVP and the rookie of the year. There might be something else too. I think Connor was talking about there, but. Uh, Breakout player of the year. Right. Wait, wait, before we start, too, mm-hmm. 
Jones has played in Adam Jones has played in almost seventeen hundred games, and that was his second career ejection. Yep, the umpires are trash. All right, starting with the AFC East, we can probably just move past that one. Yeah, turn to the Jets. (laughs) Oh well, yes, of course. Um, The AFC North, I guess I'll start. I have the Cincinnati Bengals. That's my pick. Really? I do. Sure. I know. I know that that's kind of a hot take here. Um, I think that Joe Mixon is going to have a fantastic season. Um, we'll get more into that later. Um, I think that they're going to have one of the more explosive offenses this year. I think that their defense has always been pretty solid. Um, the Browns, obviously. Yeah, but what if they lose Burfick? Uh, they lost him oh, for no. three games, I think. Um, oh, no. Which is like, okay. Um, the Browns, obviously, aren't going to do anything. The Ravens, I don't think, are in that position either. And the Steelers, who have had a pretty strong stranglehold on this division for the past, what, 10 years? I think when you're quarterback talks about retiring and then he doesn't like big ben he's getting old and he could have a a decent season but i'm gonna make the hot take that he won't and that the steelers will fall off this year which i think will lead the bengals to (laughs) 10 and 6 maybe i don't know and i think they could take it i think it'll be close but I think that this might be the year that the Steelers' reign ends. Edward, can I ask you a question? Sure. In, pa- in the past, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton has won how many playoff games? Who's this? Andy Dalton. None. None. All right. Yep. Has, has, I don't think since, that they're going to win the, the conference. Playoff. I know, no, that's not. I'm, like, I'm moving on here. Like, okay. Since, like, since his last loss in the playoffs, have you seen Andy Dalton get better? No. So, I'm totally committed on the quarterback being the most important uh, position. Yeah. Completely. I think that's fair. Andy Dalton, I don't even think Andy Dalton is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I would say he is. I wouldn't go any further than that, but I would say top 15. And you think that Andy Dalton is going to lead the Bengals over the Ravens and the Steelers? Yes. The Ravens, no question. The Steelers will be tough and... As I said, this is a bold prediction. I, I still don't think that they're going to win a playoff. I have the Ravens as a playoff. All right. I do not, but that's that's fair. That's your choice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, it'll be close, but I could see Cincinnati uh, edging them out. Right. Did you guys have, have me go through, or do you guys want to do, like, division? No, we'll do division. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have Pittsburgh. I mean, you have the big three there. You have Antonio Brown, you have Le'Veon Bell, and you have Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, what else more do you need to bring in Vance McDonald from the 49ers that they acquired? 
to fill in a void that he, uh, Miller filled when he was in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, I just feel like the McDonald acquisition just throws Pittsburgh over the top here. I mean, they also got they Joe Hayden too, dude. And Joe Hayden, the whole defense too. Yeah, I would it. I mean, when you already have Le'Veon Bell on the ground and Antonio Brown in the air, covering another guy, because I feel like Vance McDonald is going to fit in this offense fantastic. It's not a question. He's going to be the X Factor every week in and week out. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if he was like on a basketball court, he's like the stretch four. I mean, he's going to be able to take people off like maybe Le'Veon Bell if he goes out for a pass, and Antonio Brown because he's going to probably be double teamed every week. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's going to give Big Ben more options, and to having Octavius Bryant flying down the field every play. I mean, right. That gives Big yeah, Ben like... I, I, I think the Steelers are going to run away with the division this year. And I have, like I said, I have the Ravens as a playoff team and a deep sleeper this year. Only if Flacco becomes like gets healthy and can play actually the full season, and having Danny Whitehead in the backfield too helps helps out having Mike Wallace catching the ball and William. Who's the other guy? Huh? Who's the Who's the guy that we drafted this year from Baltimore? Macklin. And Macklin, yeah. He's going to help Macklin and Wallace. I told him about who it was. I just feel like Baltimore, and Baltimore's defense isn't bad either. I mean, they're a solid defense as well, how you're saying that the Bengals defense is. I just feel like the Ravens can see into the Baltimore this year, but that's only for lack of healthy. All right. Uh, moving on to the AFC South, we probably all have the same pick here. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I'm with you there. Me three. And a full prediction for me, but that is that Mariota is going to be an MVP this year. I think Mariota is going to have a big year too as well. Yep, I do as well. All right. uh, Very, very efficient. Okay. Yep, I think so, too. Uh, the AFC West, I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. I'm with you. It's going to be Oakland and Kansas City. Yep. I definitely. No, I got, I got Oakland winning division, but I have the Chargers winning the wild card. The Chargers lost nine out of their, not nine out of their 11 games by eight points or less last year without Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, and I think they got better. Joey Bosa is going to be better. Um, they have some weapons on the offense. They have Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I, think, I, think they, I think they have a legit shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And for the wild card, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. What do you guys think? I don't have the Broncos. Before we started, I was thinking Denver was good. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just thinking 
in the shadows to make it even on the options again. And I was just right. trying to make it down really clear. But so fast. I mean, I mean, I don't think he has enough firepower to take down the open in Kansas City. I mean, the defense can do it. But Bob Miller is going to get to the quarterback where he always will. I just don't you know what? Actually, I'm going to change mine. I'm going to take out the the Broncos, and I'm going to put in Pittsburgh. Because, as I said, it'll be close. I think that one of those two teams will get the other spot, and I think Pittsburgh's probably going to get that spot. So just a little bit of an update there. Liam, who do you have? I have uh, the Ravens weekend in the spot on the Steelers and I have the Chargers. Okay. I'm basically the same with Liam, but I have the Chiefs as the five and I have the Ravens as the six. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's just unfortunate that the Raiders and the Chiefs are going to have good seasons, I feel like. And just one of them is going to be a device and one of them is going to be Because I don't think anybody's going to be the best and best and best and number one seed. All right. And, yep, that's about it. Moving forward to the NFC, um, going forward with the East, I'm going to pick, hot take, the New York Giants. Okay. If Zeke doesn't get his, um, doesn't win his court case, then definitely New York Giants. I think I mean, that's going to be the issue with checking out the map east. I mean, I mean, even as deep as three games, something like that, I, guess I still favor the Cowboys on the way, but I just, I just, there's something about the Giants team this year that's here. Went out and they have Brandon Mercer now, now. Mm-hmm. and Odin is, I think he's more of a mature player now. I don't think he's, he's probably the MVP in his last year. Mm-hmm. I really believe that this is going to be more my hot takes that the Giants are going to be super cool. Like, I feel like it's going to be And the only thing that's going to be going back and back is their offense. They didn't expose the Falcons. The Falcons' offense keeps going, going. They, I get Paul Perkins can run the ball off of Shaker and come in on it, passing downs and producer like he did in New England when he went on snaps. And the offense they want to figure that out without living on the man on that. I think the Shemans team can be up by the ups. They can make some noise in the playoffs. Either if they don't win the division division, or even if they can have to get out the wild card team. I feel like they can do the Packers as bad as I think 2011 it was when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I mean, this division is going to be good from the wild all year. I think the Ravens are going to be good after it. The Redskins and are going to really be really doing anything spectacular. I think our cousin is going to be doing the game season. I don't think it works, but... Yeah, this is a two-horse year this year. Okay. And then, Liam, who do you have? Um, so I'm going to say, I mean, I guess I can just say it's the very, very common. Um, I like the Cowboys as if Zeke doesn't get suspended, but I like the Giants as Zeke gets suspended. So I think it's going to be those teams that are making the playoff spot. It's just going to be a matter of the suspension. All right. Moving up to the NFC North, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. 
You guys feeling that? I think I think, yeah, I think this is a pretty obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Okay. NFC South, I'm thinking the reigning NFC champion Falcons. Um, I know some people are like, they're going to fall off. I don't think so. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to run away with it. Probably go like twelve and four, thirteen and three. So. I uh, I, agree with you. I don't I don't understand. I mean, everyone's like you know them losing losing Shanahan as the offensive coordinator is going to be a big 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 issue for them. But but honestly, if anything, they got better. better. Mm-hmm. So I, I I see them running away with the division again. They got Don Carter, Howard, so too Connor let's hear yours I think you have a pretty controversial take on this one I think Seattle Seahawks. Do you guys all have that? I don't have that. I feel like Arizona is going to come back and be a dangerous team. I feel like they're going to be scared of the world. The first and foremost, I'm actually like Sam Stadium Field. He's shunned and shunned. He's just going to put it up. Larry Fitzgerald is going to have a major to get down. So too. And then for the wild card, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well as the Buccaneers. How about you guys? Um, um, I guess I, uh, well, 
probably save the MVP and all that for next time, but I do still want to hear your conference predictions for your, your champions. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, out of the AFC, these are going to be kind of tough, by the way. Uh, out of the AFC, I like the Raiders, and out of the NFC, I like the Giants, which is, I know... A bold pick, but I think that those two teams both have very well-rounded teams on both sides of the ball, and I think that they are going to edge out their conference competition. So, wait, who did you pick? The Raiders. Okay. Yep. All right. Do you want to go next? Beaten the Giants? So I'm gonna go for that. I'm gonna say that it's a pass over and Brady really rides on the sunset on a giant Alright. That's fair. I think I honestly think if they beat the Giants, Giants will really just pops about a champagne entire side. All the power to you, buddy. buddy. Alright. I hope I hope makes a one hand and catch the edge of the end of the whole thing. That would make me very happy. But honestly, you know what I think it comes down to, dude? 
just a straight up Tom Brady like speed option. Fake fake with Dion Lewis with breaks like a Don Tari Poe tackle and runs for like 91 yards. Brady's got his own Landon Collins looks like Latin. He would end his career. Alright. Connor? I mean, that wouldn't be something that would be out of our But, but, yeah, the AFC, I look at all the Raiders and Jimmy 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 well prepared, I see. Giants over I think the NFC is this year. Yeah. It's very lots of good teams. Because I'm looking at my Giants, Cowboys, and I mean, I mean, Realistically, any one of the not the box rows, but any one of the box teams can come out of the NFC. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I also think that the Panthers will bounce back a bit. Yeah, I don't they think that's they're going to make it to the playoffs, but they're not going to be as bad. Well, really, as the NFL actually drills and slams and they nailed on every single Uh, yeah, that's true. Cam Newton is definitely. Getting hit pretty hard. All right, that's probably going to wrap it up for this week. Um, yeah, talk to you guys next week. Um, before oh, we wrap okay. it up, I want to give a shout out to Connor's ice cream that's been cranking the entire podcast. Yeah. So, Connor, make sure you keep your cool and cool, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later.